The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show with ron russell bringing you the good times in music fashion pop culture and entertainment before we get started why are you doing that oh you son of a bitch you made me drop my fucking monster you know jimmy you're a ball buster you're not supposed to be eating matzah anyway why i'm not jewish huh no it has nothing to do with that i'm sure if, if you had an interview with jane russell you wouldn't be eating matzah in front of it i have news for you when i interviewed jane russell we had a wonderful lunch not right? on camera no but we well. were before camera, well, in this fucking show that I do every goddamn week We're for free, on camera. I don't get a lunch. Yes, you do. You're no, no, Slave, Slave was painting oh. this wall. <laughs> yeah, well, who who eats lunch? It's three o'clock. You were supposed to eat like hours ago. Well, the slave was painting. Go mouth. blow yourself. Bend over, <laughs> yeah. blow yourself because you need a blow job, and I don't do anyway. that. Anyway, <laughs> what's up, everybody? How you doing, Chad? Man, that's quite quite the start already. We're only like a minute into it. And this <laughs> He's a ball buster. He made me bre- drop, break my I matzah. Didn't make you do anything. Meanwhile, this is my Italo Hebraic lunch. Oh. Hebraic is because of Jewish, and Italo is Italian. It's a matzah with butter and superzardo salami on it. Out of this world. Did I'm going to br- eat. Fuck all of you. I'm hungry. Did you bring enough for the rest of the crowd? No, he did not. No. Oh. <laughs> He didn't share. He didn't do anything like make, that. Make but anyway, sure, chew right into the mic. I know. Yeah, chew right into the mic so everybody can hear it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All righty. So we want to say hello to everybody in the chat room. What's up, chat room? Starting off, we have Tristan in the chat room. Tristan changed his uh, Twitter to at Key of Topaz. So it's not at whatever it was before. Now it's at Key of Topaz. You guys follow Tristan. Uh, we got Irish Ginger from the Irish Ginger Show in the chat room, Mondays 3 p.m. on W4CY.com. I'm just looking through. We have, of course, we have Iris, who's Hope2259 on Twitter from Germany. We have Illy Roos from Estonia. We have Zar Drew. Uh, Drew is in the chat room. I don't know who else went by too fast, so if I missed anybody. Goddess is probably there. Um, if she's not, we'll say hello to her when she comes in. Uh, we got a fun show for you guys today. We have actress, director, producer, and writer Michelle Tomlinson coming on. Then we have Tanya Kay, who's the most dangerous woman in the world, actress, stunt director, and burlesque performer. And I actually met her many, many years ago uh, at a convention at Megacon, so it'll be a lot of fun talking with her again. Um, also, uh, we want to give a shout-out to Tina and Stefan, who, who are not in the chat room, but they're uh, texting that they're listening on Apple. Tina, TV. that picture of you on my Facebook, gorgeous. There you go. Tina's one of the most beautiful Asian women I have ever seen. She's got that exotic face. She should be in movies. She's so beautiful. Like in a James Bond spy woman, you know, like, woo-woo, evil woman with a whip. 
Stefan would like that. Leather and a whip and high heels. You never know. Tina, what do you think? You never know. <laughs> They're listening, so you never, never know. Chad, what's the weather like in Florida? Hmm. It's like we have nice, cool mornings and actually nice, cool evenings, but it's starting to get hot during the day. Um, as long as we get some cloud cover, it's all right. But uh, it's starting to warm up. You've lived here before, so it's starting to get into that summer thing. 21 years worth of Florida. I got crumbs all over the friggin' place. I had 48 years of it, so. Jimbo, so, uh, bring up your mic a little bit. Bring it up how? There you go. Better? Yes, sir. Okay. For all of you who are looking at this boring set, we took the New York uh, screen down, the New York uh, mural, and I, and I was painting this wall like an hour before we went on the air. So I don't even look good. I didn't have a chance to, you know, make my face look good or do my hair. But this is what you get when you, you're poor. <laughs> and you have a crappy set. You have to make it out of junky furniture and put murals up to make it look like you're in New York when you really can't afford to be in New York. So you put a skyline in Manhattan. Maybe everybody would think it was a window, but it wasn't. Everybody knew that already. I know that. But reason being is a friend of mine came over, a darling dear friend of mine, and she said, Ron, excuse me, I'm burping. She said, Ron, <laughs> you got to get rid of the mural and you have to change things around because people come in to see your house to buy it. And so many people in Pennsylvania dislike New York City and New York people. So I said, oh, here we go again. They don't like gays, and now they don't like New Yorkers. What the fuck do they like themselves, the Farmer Johns? I mean, you know, hang on, I got to wipe my mouth of butter. All over my mouth's butter. Now you heard my Brooklyn accent, butter. It should be butter. Butter, butter, delicata. Anyway, so we're changing the house, kind of like making it common. So that, <laughs> well... You know, I really wanted to do like a television in a living room with two lounges and a thing to put your beer can and a place for your tacos and your, your hot sauce. And now watch all the people out there that live like that. They're going to write me who the fuck you think you are. But anyway, we're trying to sell this house. It's very difficult because I think it's really very, well, it's kind of like New York, Beverly Hills, sort of Palm Springs. You know, it's got a style to it. And I think it turns a lot of people off because they come in and they see candelabras on the dining room table. They get a little intimidated by that because they don't even have a dining room table. They have stack tables next to their lounges where their beer cans are. This is farm country. The people here only know each other and they all look alike they wear uniforms they wear baggy baggy dungarees engineer boots beards and hats backwards with no teeth what's an engineer boot an engineer boot is those boots they wear okay you know what an engineer boot is you don't know what an engineer boot is no, I don't know. But, but from what all the, all the, from what rock were you raised under? All the engineers under? I look, all the engineers I know wear Gucci loafers. They don't wear boots. So. That's because they're all fags. But no, the straight ones engineers. here, the farmer Johns here, wear engineer. You boots. mean like train engineers? Not like engineers like who do build buildings. And no, shit. engineers that drive trucks. Oh, that's they a call, truck driver. <laughs> no, they call them engineers now. Just like hairdressers are called some other shit. They're not fairy hairdressers anymore. Now they're called stylists. Ooh. Hey, Goddess just joined us. Hello, Goddess. How you feeling, honey? Chad, I've had a terrible week. You have? Don't yell. Don't yell in the mic because I'll leave. Right. I got bit. Bye. I got bit by a recluse spider. Really? What blew up? Uh, it bit under my arm and uh, everything like went bad on me. What's that mean? I was 
Uh, I was throwing well, up. I was dizzy. I couldn't walk. You I had sweats. You know, didn't I had cold sweats. Huh? And he got swollen in the wrong places. He, was, didn't, he didn't get swollen in the right place. <laughs> oh, I see. I kind of wish he got swollen in that place. Maybe I can have some fun with him. Well, maybe next no, time. No, it was terrible. I couldn't breathe. I was like hot and going in hot and cold flashes and dizzy, all kinds of stuff. And it was all swollen. It's it really terrible. change your life. You know, he's going through change of life now. He won't be able to have children anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, they said I was lucky, actually. We'll have to adopt. I had to go to the doctor. Yeah, I have to, now I can't have children. Maybe next time Ron can direct the spider where he wants. Yeah. No, yeah. actually, if I was directing a spider, it would have been a tarantula. Oh. At first, I would have insured him heavily. Right. Then sent the tarantula Good in. Good thinking. No, I was really very worried because I know what this little spider can do. And believe it or not, you can die from this spider. Hmm. I'm well, glad you if, lived there, Jimbo. If your immune system is weak, if you are an a right. HIV person, stay out of the woods because those spiders <laughs> right now are rampant. And, you know, people that are HIV cannot fight yeah. poisonous, if anything. They have to be very careful. I'm not HIV, by the way. No, he's not. No, why do you tell <laughs> No, I'm saying it for my friends. I have many friends that are HIV. So do I. And I don't want anything to happen to them because I love them very much. And I'm warning them. This little shitty spider could kill you if you're HIV. So move out of the woods if you live in the wooded country. Go to the desert like us, where the, where the, where the black widow gets No you. smart gay people live in Pennsylvania anyway. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm sure they do. They're just shell-shocked and brain-dead. They don't know the difference. <laughs> they think that trees and, and lakes and streams are, like, beautiful, which they are beautiful. But they're not stimulating after a while. It's a, a great place to come to, to visit and to go see the beautiful It's a great scenery. place to be buried. You know, if you die, there's a lovely place to bury you because you have a scenic burial ground chad do you have alligators in your backyard um yes i have taken even videos of uh gators that hang out in the backyard they just they just wrote well, it's not really a backyard it's it's a pond and it's a good sized pond and uh, occasionally during uh i guess the mating season you know when they're starting to get active and they start moving around uh yeah we'll have one or two pop up and say hi when I lived in Florida, I lived in Boca Raton on the border of the uh, Everglades and Boca, where they built it really west back in those days. And we had one alligator who just liked to stroll on our front sidewalk. Sure. He'd stroll up and down, not bother anybody, then turn around and then go back into the, uh, the Everglades. <clears throat> They're nice. They don't bother you if you don't bother them. True. Just don't like try to hit them or hurt them. Or stand, you know, they can run very quickly on ground. You know that? So you must run in a, in a zigzag, they say. Run, you know, like crooked and crooked and crooked. So the gator, it being so long, hasn't got that kind of maneuverability. Plus, so, it, can't, it can only run short distances. Oh, like hell. I had a gator once that really did a number. Because they came to get it with a big stick and a loop on it. And, <laughs> you know, a big hook. Yeah, I know. What whatever do. the hell it was. Noose. To grab a gator. And the gator took off like you wouldn't believe. And these guys were running all over the lawn. The gator swiftly turned around and snapped at them. And the guy jumped back. I wish we had a video then. You know, cameras. Cell phones. We don't actually have alligators up here, right? It's too cold. Yeah. No, we don't. We have sharks, but we don't have alligators. No, because we're not near the ocean. We're not on sharks. I meant like in like ponds and stuff like they have in Florida. We don't have any. What do we have? Anything? And, and you said that you would you graduated third in your class. Sixth. Sixth in your <laughs> class. And you invited into what? Mensa. 
You invited into Pennsylvania, and you asked me if there's alligators up here. I, uh, well, I watched a film, and it's called what's it called? It's called You're Dumb. No, that be- that <laughs> Betty that Betty White film with the alligator. Now I forgot the name of it. And they were like in Massachusetts or someplace. No, and no an alligator, alligator cannot live in the climate. Lake Placid. No, gators, first of all, salt, saltwater gators are hard to live, and our waters are much too rough and cold. Gators are cold-blooded, like snakes. They have to go out on the ground and lay in the sun to heat their bodies. Otherwise, they freeze and die, and then you, you can use them for ice cubes in a martini. You guys got you bears, get a, get a gator right? martini. Don't you have what bears? What? Bears. Yeah, we have bears. We have bears. We go. have cougar. We have cougar up Ooh. here, and we have mountain lions. Yeah, cougars. So, yeah, cougar and mountain lion. What else have we got? Snakes. We, snakes galore. Bugs galore. We got plenty. I of mean, those. It's, it's really not a place. And to we live. have that new killer tick that actually kills you if it bites you. <clears throat> yep. There's an epidemic. The ma- of magawawa. <laughs> magawawa, or <laughs> it's called like the Magawawan tick or something like that. Know. No, seriously, Chad. Magawawa. Like, just, haven't you heard about it's it on a, Facebook? I've been sending it out on my page. There's a warning. We are having because of global warming, Mr. Uh, what's his name, Mr. Trump. You don't believe in global warning, warming, but they said because of global warming, the winter was very warm here, and the ticks were able to multiply yeah. on the deer. So there's a, a, a barrage of uh, barrage. I like that word. Yeah. There's a barrage. <laughs> I don't know. There's a barrage of unhealthy ticks in all of the woods and grass of the whole northeast, as far down as um, North Carolina, I believe. So you got to be careful. We keep spraying the kids. You know, Brandy had two ticks on her that we pulled out. Uh, Shazam, like I wrote in my Facebook thing, ticks won't go near him. He stinks so bad. I mean, he's got a <laughs> stick about him. No, really. Those mastiffs, when they stink, but yeah. they stink like a pickle factory. And anything that jumped on him would die instantly. I mean, it couldn't stand a chance. That's funny. So we haven't found anything on Shazam. But my little girl, Brandy, <clears throat> she had a couple. My little angel. Anyway. <laughs> I, what is that machine that just went off? The air conditioner. Oh, we have that noise now. <laughs> I don't think they could hear that anyway. Anyway, so we're excited about selling our home. If we can get a buyer this weekend, we would be thrilled. What I'm also excited about is I'm bringing my little car home from Florida. Uh, this weekend, Jimmy and I are going to meet it. Where it's being shipped up, and we're meeting it in Ohio. And then we take it from Ohio and bring it here. Because, uh, you know, we had I didn't want to put it out. We have no room in the in a, no to park it, so we had to put it out in the field. And I didn't want my little car out in the field because I just had it sprayed not long ago yellow. So anyway, that's that story, which is boring. That boring story. Boring. Well, you know, what the hell else is going on? Nothing is going on. We didn't in my do life. a whole lot this week because I was sick boring. and we were like doing. We didn't go see any movies or do anything. But we're gonna call our first guest anyway, and that'll spice and things. I put up tiles down in the laundry room to make it look pretty. <laughs> That's what I did all weekend. I tiled the floor. You know, I mean, bullshit. You got, you know, today to sell a house, you really got to make it interesting for people, especially when it's, you know, up in the 300 range. People then want it perfect. They don't want anything wrong with it. And then you have to give them assistance, which means you give them anywhere from five to $10,000 to help the, the baby dolls buy your house. It's all now jacked I up. Kill myself. I know. It's all jacked up here. They do all kinds of weird things. What are you going to do? What happened with her, Chad? Trying to get hold of her. Okay. Is she online? Yep. 
Okay, good. I'm waiting. I have to actually be able to reach the thing. So what's up, chat room? I hope everybody's doing well and everybody's enjoying themselves and having a good hump day. And, uh... Oh, well. And, uh... Now you made me totally lose my train of thought. That's because you're old. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm sniffing here like I did three lines of coke. You know what it is? All that mold and whatever dust or whatever the hell it was in the boiler room. What mold? Not mold, boiler. Dust. Oh, he gets dust. hysterical. Look, mold. What the hell do I know? You're telling you're trying to sell your house, and then you're telling you have mold in your thing. You don't have mold. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but I never get anything right. Why I should I know? That's true, too. Hold on. Let me see if I can add our guest. It's the first thing that came to mind. I already got her on the line. You can't see her? Uh, I'm trying. Yes, now there I'm There she is. Okay, gotcha. Hi. Hi. I like when they're pretty. When they're ugly, I don't know what to say. Oh, I just geez. go, hi, aren't you interesting? <laughs> no, it's true. Did you ever see people they Bless show you their you. Did you ever see people they show you their baby and the baby is something from another planet? Oh, watch out cuz she's got a baby sitting next to her. And then, wait a minute. And then you have to say, "Oh, your child is just so so, so very so very absolutely interesting." Do you want up? <laughs> Actually, well, congratulations. Cuz you just had a baby. Oh no, that's a beautiful I, baby. That's like mommy. That's a beautiful baby. We don't have to say like hey, interesting. Guys. Say hi. Can you say hello? What's her name? Hope. Hi, Hope. Hope. Oh, hi, Hope is in the chat room. Yeah. Hi, baby monkey. As oh, soon as we hopped on the uh, iPad, she was like, ooh, somebody to come visit and talk to. So there here she go. is. And so She's how old pretty. is she? 15 oh, yeah. months just the other day. She's oh, a big job. Birthday, That's Hope. a big job for 15 months. Big She's time. She's, yeah. She She's weighs the weight of a two-year-old. So... Soon you're yeah. going to have to go shopping for a bra for her. I know. God, don't tell me that. <laughs> in like, no. In like a year or two. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Kids, kids advanced. You know, like my daughter Deirdre, the actress, didn't get boobs till she was about 16. And oh, my God. She, she had pancakes, you know, but she was skinny and tall. And I said, don't worry, Deirdre. We come from a tit family. My mother had nice boobs. Your mother had gigantic. Her mother had gigantic boobs, and your sister has gigantic and boobs. And I'm sure your actress daughter loves this. <laughs> she doesn't understand. <laughs> and you know what, Jimmy? Stop it. There's nothing obscene here. It's cute. I didn't say obscene. Or dirty, or that child can't hear. <laughs> if your daughter wants boobs, tell her to eat peas. Well, funnily enough, she eats a lot of peas because I only feed her whole food. So the chances are, she eats the boobs. That's so funny. That, that's what that's what he did to get his daughters to eat vegetables. No, no. My daughter up. Leslie was little. You know, she was a flat-chested girl because she was little, and she kept saying, "When do I get boobies? When do I get boobies?" I said, "You'll get them eventually if you eat peas, Leslie." Well, Leslie now is like a 38D. <laughs> oh my God! Wait, and she said to me, "Damn you! You made me eat those peas." <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, her exactly. mother, her mother was very, very large. Her mother was like a thirty-six D or whatever. I think, I think Leslie's a thirty-six D. Either way, well, either, either she's, as they would say, hung like a horse. I don't know. So hold on, hold well, on. That would be an interesting way to go for girls. But being a mom has definitely changed my perspective on boobs, on like the big why we have them and uh, what it is to be able to feed your child. With boobs, you know, with your boobs. So it's like, it's, I love that you were talking about boobs because I have a brand new take on them. It's, it's pretty amazing. Well, you know, if you look at it through that viewpoint, my 
ex-wife, my deceased wife, she was large-chested. And when she was pregnant for my first child, I used to put her brazier on my head. It was like, yeah. it was like a cloach hat. Her boobies oh, were like 42D. She had a white yep. satin blouse on. We went out to dinner with friends, and suddenly I said, oh, my God, look at your blouse. Two wet stains. She was leaking. That's how much milk she had. She had uh, what a lucky woman. That's so cool. No, but she could have uh, fed the whole hospital. <laughs> okay, That's hang on amazing. Hang on a second. Hey, Chad. She ate a lot of peas. Yes, sir. Hey, Chad. Yes, sir. I hear a lot of feedback. <laughs> I hear feedback. Do you hear that? Feedback? Oh, yeah. do you hear a slight bit of music? I don't know. Do you, have, do you have your sound off? Maybe you have the volume up too high on your thing. No, she's using a Bluetooth or some type of headset oh, or something. Okay. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. I just hear something. Is that better? Yeah, that yeah, sounds better. better. Yes. That was warm. Okay, cool. You're still breastfeeding her? I little bits. Little bits. I was never lucky enough to make enough milk to where it was solely breastfeeding. I did. Let me tell you, I ate everything. Are you kidding? I gained 70 pounds when I was pregnant. You'd think I'd have been oh, able to no. feed the free world. Not but... you. It's 70 pounds? No. I was a walrus. It was great. Oh, my God. Yeah, like it was a lot of pizza boy. and burritos. Oh, hang on a second, because nobody even knows who we're talking to. So we I love her already. Who gives a shit I know. Well, hold is. on. So, uh, Tomlinson is how we pronounce your last name correctly, right? Michelle Tomlinson. Correct, yes. Uh, all right, so here we go. We're going to do our We have to do the formal the now. Make show. believe we didn't do this talking. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're doing the first take now. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actress, producer, writer, director, and new mom, Michelle Tomlinson. Hello, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Say hey. She has her, her daughter, Hope. Hi, Hope. Let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, welcome to our show. I hope you have a good time. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, Michelle, and hello, Hope. Welcome to the show. Hi, Chad Murphy. <laughs> now we have a chat room. Well, I'm not going to say hello to Hope. I'm just going to send her a couple <laughs> blesses and lots of kisses. <laughs> Pretty cute. <laughs> Thank you. Then we have a chat room full of people. Peace. <laughs> she sings too. She sings. She's going to be a great singer. So we have a chat room. Say hi to everybody in the chat room, Hope. <laughs> Say hey, guys. <laughs> so we want to welcome you to the show. So where are you? Where You're in California. I am in... Yes, thank you. I'm in Sherman Oaks. We are in Sherman Oaks, California, and um, enjoying the weather. It's cool today. It's like hoodie weather. It's beautiful. I used to live in Sherman Oaks. It's a great little area. I like it. Years ago. Yeah. Did you like it? What's to like? It was country. There was nothing there. Ventura Boulevard didn't have country. the stores it has now. And Tarzana was like, you go duck hunting. Everybody lived in, no, it's true. <laughs> Everybody lived in Studio City or Van Nuys. Yeah. But yeah. Sherman Oaks was kind of, you could, let me kill you really. This will fl flatten you out. Um, I have to, a, a f famous movie star, my friend, if I could think of her name. <laughs> yeah. This is going back 50 years. Oh, who the hell is a woman? She bought her gorgeous house for $35,000. And I said to her, oh, my God, you must be doing well. How the hell can you afford a $35,000 house? And she said, well, the payments are like $300 a month. You know, it's not easy. And we had this whole conversation. Now, that very house in Sherman Oaks is about $12 million or something. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. Sherman Oaks is, which side of Ventura are you? 
the mountainside or the valley side? The valley side. Okay, that's a little less money. She lived up in the mountainside, which now you, you can't. Oh, oh, I know who it was. What's wrong with me? F F Brenda Vaccaro. Oh, you know who Brenda Vaccaro is. Don't oh. shoot me if I don't. I'm terrible with names. Oh, Brenda Vaccaro, Burt Reynolds' love, and Brenda Vaccaro made so many movies. Yeah, she's not even 50 years old to review. She's not 50, so how is she? She's not going to know. She might not know people from 50 years ago. I don't think it was 50 years ago. Oh. Maybe 30 years ago. <laughs> Valley Circle is where she lived, right off of Valley Circle. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yes, that's people Love who bought houses many, many moons ago here are so. It's okay. It's okay. I owned a house in Simi Valley, twenty nine nine. Now it's gone for about six hundred. All right. And when I lived in Simi Valley, it was all orange groves. And once a year, we had a, a hoedown. Or not, was it a hoedown or a showdown with the cowboys do? And everybody dressed as cowboys. Yeah, everyone dressed as cowfolk. We had covered wagons. We had barbecues out there. We did square dances. The children loved it. Why don't we do stuff like that again? Oh, right. You know, how, why build there? Huh? We could build communities again. Wouldn't that be fun just to have community? Yes, it yeah. would be. I mean, this weird Pretty shit. Cool. About, you live in a community and it's not even a community. <laughs> no, you know what I don't understand yeah. is this uh, play date stuff. That it's you have weird. To you have to it's, take your... Yeah, go. Oh, it, it It's so weird because it's like dating dating. Where, like, these moms are such strange humans to me. I, I'm still not... I'm still yeah, trying to... I love you. I love you that. more by the minute. <laughs> by the minute, I love you. I could agree with you all night, I bet. It's... <laughs> It's just, I, it's tough because these, these women are very, um, they're, we're just not alike. And it's, it's kind of like trying to date, date and going, where are the cool people? Like, where are the people who are feeding their children whole actual food instead of the stuff you open from a package and hand, like, there's just a lot of, uh, qualities that are happening that I don't understand based on how I was raised and based on where we are globally now of background. How we raise children. Hmm? What's your what, What's your background? In other words, I'm from what, New Mexico. I was born and raised in northern New Mexico, Santa Fe, and Los Alamos. Okay, so yeah. you were you were raised. Well, in other words, if you're European raised by European parents, you eat differently. Right. My father was from Italy. My mother was Italian from New York, but my grandmother was Italian, and she ran the house. I never ate from a can. I mean, I don't know what that's all about. My grandmother had he doesn't two, like eating from a can now either. <laughs> my grandmother had two chickens in the yard, so we had eggs. Oh, and we, oh yeah, and we raised in the yard. We had um, beautiful um, vegetables of all kinds, tomatoes and cucumbers. I mean, That's beautiful. We ate natural yep. all my life. That's why I'm 100 years old and I'm still able to stand. I'm 100 years old and I was able to have a baby still. It's pretty incredible what we can do now. <laughs> no, how old were you when you had the baby? Truth. You don't have to tell. Oh, I can tell you. I I don't have qualms about age. I'm so happy to still be here. I was 39 when I had her. So almost 40 for your first baby. Yeah. Well, because I have two daughters. They're not married, and I, and they're up approaching that age, and I'm worried that they're not going to be able to have children. It's so interesting. I was told because um, a few years ago I had thyroid cancer, and I had this really big mess with endometriosis, and I was told by doctors that I might not be able to have kids. And it was like, okay, well... We'll see, you know, I, it, whatever, I'm the only one living in my skin, so we'll see what happens. And as soon as my husband and I had the talk of, well, maybe we'll just give it a shot, 
we simply gave it a shot, and two months later, I was pregnant. And, and anything so can. She's ha- like a miracle baby. That's why you call her Hope. The minute I found out I was pregnant, I was like, "It's a girl, and her name is Hope." Like, Hope. I love that though. What sure. a nice story. Well, it is a beautiful story for all of the women out there who have had haven't had children at at this age. That there is yeah, hope, and you is. know, my grandmother had my mother. My grandmother couldn't have children because she was four foot nine and weighed like eighty pounds. And when she had a baby, the baby would they would have to. She couldn't pass it, so the right. doctor would say to my grandfather, "Who do you want to save, the baby or your wife?" He'd say, "My wife." My mother was born to my grandmother when she was forty six years old. And they, yes, and they took my mother out at six months and wrapped her in cotton. That's what the incubator was back in 1910. That's when my mother was born. What? Yeah, and 46 That's years old. She blooped amazing. out a baby. Yeah. That so is a, amazing. Well, she had had children before, but they all had to be killed. Right. They went up there and they said they cut the baby in pieces and took it out in pieces. They killed the baby inside you and then cut it up and take it out. That they didn't have cesarean. They didn't know about it. It was what? primitive back in 1910 and before that. Right. So right. women today, you know, it's wonderful how science and and you can really have a baby with all the stuff they do. Thank God for science. It saved my life when I had her. Uh, I had to have an emergency C-section. Because I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure out what it was. I knew she was fine, but I told the doctor, I said, I think I'm not okay. Well, what what did you think was wrong? I didn't know what was wrong with me. I just knew I was getting a really weak, like something just wasn't right. And he said, well, let's let's figure this out. And I said, I think we need to do a C-section. I don't think we have time to figure this out. And as it turned out, I had a ruptured artery. And had I tried to... Where? uh, Where, Where was the ruptured artery? I never asked. Somewhere, okay. somewhere in my oven. Okay, so that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Totally, and you know, here I am, and Wait, it's all you good. Put a blood to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So smart that you. Uh, everybody you in the chat room is saying congratulations, and they're so happy for you. And uh, say hi to Tristan. Tristan. Tristan's in Australia listening, so he has to get up at like five o'clock in the morning or whatever to hear this. We think. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think he's crazy, but he does every week. We we get him. Awesome. Easy. He's great. He's wonderful. He's one of Tristan, our biggest. Rock. He's one of our biggest fans. I don't want to take over the whole we interview. Have, we have Estonia tuning in right now. We have Germany. We have England. England we have uh, and lots of people in the hey, United God. States. And so yeah. everybody's tuning in. So is your husband in the entertainment industry? He works over at Universal Studios. I uh, he so yes. Was my studio. Pardon? That was my studio many years ago when I did film TV. <laughs> I love Universal. I used to walk around it like a tourist. Imagine, and here I'm an actor doing on a weekly series, and I would be walking around fainting from it, just the sets and everything. It's so he's it. kind of in entertainment, so he's he's a behind the scenes person and not in front of the camera like you. He is he is a behind the scenes person. He actually helps manage things with um, what do you call the oh, Halloween Horror Nights and Grinch. I love oh, I love Halloween Horror Nights. imitation. I'm a huge I'm a huge horror movie fan and and so I so I, and I just love all of that. So let's let's talk a little bit because you've actually done some horror movies too with some people mm-hmm. that have been on our show actually, but uh, actually a lot of people. You've been in movies with a lot of people that have been on our show in the past. <laughs> and I w- I went through your IMDb just looking at it, but one thing, so you eat really well and take good care of yourself. I try. I still like potato chips sometimes, not going to lie. 
Okay, but you because you, you won't die from potatoes. But you do all these like kung fu movies and stuff. So are you like a kung fu lady? Oh, I was. I was. I used to take martial arts. Um, I haven't taken martial arts honestly in probably about seven or eight years. I, I had an awesome injury that pretty much just about broke my butt, and I so I kind of chilled out on that because I almost had to cancel doing a movie from the injury. So uh, I wouldn't call myself that so much now, but. I used to love. But you I do used... have like a series that's like ten of them or something, or twelve of them or something that mm-hmm. are like called Kung Fu Femmes. Yep. And I would imagine like everybody in it then is some kind of like you know, at least pretending to be some kind of martial artist. <laughs> oh my god! I I've worked with like some really incredibly talented people. There was this gentleman named Terry Tanier who did all of the choreography for every fight in every one of those. Uh, episodes, webisodes, and watching him move is literally like watching. It's like watching a river flow. I think He's, if I was straight, I'd marry you because you and I think exactly alike. Last week's show, we had on a uh, <clears throat> kung fu fighter go- actor, and I said to him in the movie I saw you in, the beautiful thing about it was the choreography of the fight sequence. I found that fascinating. And here you are saying the same thing. We have to get married. Make me straight and I'll marry you. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, just to give him props, his name was Mark Hoadley, and he's an actor and a stuntman. He, he, in 2012, he was inducted into the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. And uh, so he's like a hot bad. Oh, his like, his work was incredible. And he said his choreographer, he worked six weeks on a few moves. Just a few moves, not many. Six right, but to make it accurate, yeah. That's well, they were dangerous fantastic. moves, he said, that if anybody moved wrong, you could crack somebody's throat. Actually, both of our guests last week, because we had Pedro Miguel Arce on also. Loved him. And he's like six foot something tall, two, but he's like 300 something. Two. He's like huge. He's like huge and not muscular. He's like a big, fat, huge, chubby guy. He's hilarious. Wow. He's been, he's got like the greatest credits ever. You know, he's like in uh, True Detective and The Strain and all these great, great TV shows. And he's also a martial arts guy. And, and that's how he got started by kicking people's butt, you know, oh, on screen. And so it was just kind of cool to see that you've got all that stuff like going on, too. So so what is your uh, I see that you just finished a film called Polaris, which is not out yet. I'm going to assume it's just because it's I didn't see it. anywhere. Correct. You know, I actually don't know where they are with the post-production of that. Hang on, Mikey. I don't know where they are with the post-production with that, so I have no information for you as far as when it would be released or any of that jazz, but it was a one-day great fun cameo role. I know, sweet baby. Somebody's wearing her cranky pants because she's tired. This is the first child we've ever had on. (laughs) No, 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 I don't think so. Yeah, it is. That wasn't a guest. We had a child star. You know, I want to say something to you, and I want your opinion on this. A couple of years ago, I was walking in Manhattan, and I'm stopped at a traffic light, you know, on the corner waiting to cross. And there's a woman looking down at a child that could have been more than three years old. And the mother kept saying, but honey, where do you want to go for lunch? Tell mommy, where do you want to? I would have beat that kid to death and said, come with me, a little bitch. (laughs) I mean, these parents. You want to beat that mom to death, actually. The kid's (laughs) trying to communicate, and that mom's kind of being an idiot. No, but the mother's asking a three-year-old, where, like the kid knows, I want to go here, I want to go. What does he know? She knew names of restaurants? The people are stupid, (laughs) these parents. I mean, actually, I, I didn't mean to say I wanted to hit the child. I meant I wanted to hit the mother. (laughs) <laughs> not come on her stupid yeah. where do you want to eat honey the kid should have said you know the most expensive restaurant bitch pay for it 
But anyway, you know, what do you think about <laughs> what do you think about how people are raising their yeah. children today with this um, they do everything for them baloney? I have so many opinions that so many people don't share and that's okay. I don't need to be popular with it. We are a high sugar, high processed food, high octane, high wheat, high here's my phone, here's McDonald's my and, and Burger King and garbage yeah. like that. That's our society now and that's yeah. the popular thing to do for big two big reasons. A it's easy. Uh, B it's it's inexpensive. And Due to where societally as where we are is it hoy, you okay? <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Um, McDonald's we, will cost you a lot of money. It's not yeah, cheap, it's, McDonald's. You, for that same money, you could go to a lovely Italian restaurant and have some, <laughs> no, seriously, and have a pesto pasta, which basil is the best thing in the world to eat with olive yep. oil and garlic. My God, it's... it's Couldn't it's, agree with you more. Couldn't helped. agree with you more. And that is how we're raising our kids is giving electronic and I am doing the exact opposite of all of that um, because of my own personal journey and because I don't believe in giving my 15 month old child a $600 machine in order to entertain her when literally she just needs to be held or whatever. Uh, those are what's, what's my a $600 machine? IPad. Oh, an iPad. I've seen actually, I've seen what? kids in her phone. I've actually seen no. kids walking through like if I'm walking through the mall and they're in a stroller and the kids are literally like little teeny kids that you wouldn't even think mm -hmm. knew how to use an iPad and they're playing with like there may be three, you know, and they're playing games and watching movies like on an iPad. And then the parents I... wonder why they're morons because they can't <laughs> speak. Well, and there's no there's there's no attention span. There's there's so many things. And, you know, I have a, a very, very dear, dear, dear person in my life has um, there's a couple of people who have young autistic sons and now there are a couple of things on our devices that can help be a tool yes. uh, for some of these autistic children so you know when i make a blanket statement of i'm not giving my child my phone or my ipad because i'm not a lunatic but there are also those cases where there are some apps or games or i don't really know what it is like learning like learning things and stuff but even so like at Correct. one not quite old enough to Four. do that anyway a very good friend of mine no. a very good friend of mine's daughter has three children maybe seven eight ten whatever and they use their cell phones to goof on their mother at the dinner table Okay, like let's get out of here as soon as we can. Make believe, mommy. Tell mommy this. Tell mommy that. And the kids communicate. Well, she caught on, and she went over and grabbed one of them. And the kid said, uh, "I'll make. I'll just lie to mommy and tell her whatever, whatever. Go, go with it." So this is what families do now. They use their cell phones at a dining room table while eating to make fun of the mother who has prepared the meal. I would have got those three kids and banged their heads together and got those. <laughs> machines and shove them right up their asses they wouldn't have known what hit them i mean and say i'm a say i'm a person a parent that child abuse yeah yeah you got to abuse that, them sometimes i if if i was even on the phone at dinner time i would be like 
you know, my dad what would phone? get off the what phone. phone? If, well, you listen, know, phone phone. Yeah, we, phone. Didn't, we didn't have cell phones. If no, the dinner, didn't. If, at dinner time, if the phone rang, my father used to say, we didn't have machines either. My father would say, let it ring. And it would annoy me because some people would ring for 10 minutes, you know, and you, and you <laughs> want to know who it is. Is it important? And nobody answered the phone. My father would say, malo ducati. They're ill-mannered because they call it the dinner hour. Yep, that's my dad would say the exact same thing, exact same thing, just in English because he didn't speak Italian. Yeah. So let's go back to entertainment a little bit because we've only got to have her for a few more minutes and we haven't talked about entertainment. Mm -mm. She's been on. I want her more. I know, I know. But so let's. No, go. no, 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 no. Keep her on. Keep let's her on. Keep we have another guest. You can't just keep her on. The other guest will wait. No, no big deal. <laughs> I will. We'll get them other. Get, no, she's. A, no. I love her. All right, so she's intelligent. She's so teaching. First of all, the reason I brought up Polaris only is because it starred Aww. Dave Vecchio. We have time, but let's talk about stuff. Uh, Dave Vecchio, uh, who was on our show many years ago, who uh, I always like to see people how how their careers have progressed. You know, like we had him on maybe like three years ago, and he had like one good credit or whatever, and now he's got tons and tons of good credits. He's you know, really well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody's careers have advanced, and 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 you've done a whole bunch of cool. Like I, I know you did a movie with Debbie Roshan, and she's been on the show. I think that was called Axe to Grind. And yeah. do you like the genre? I I know you're doing a lot of them. I I like some of it. I'm a little. Um, I haven't watched any recent horror films for a little while. I really kind of enjoy the fun older slasher films. Um, the genre itself is really fun to work in, though. I love the creativity that goes behind it with special effects, especially like when they're practical effects, like uh, what we did in Brain Dead and Axe to Grind and Cellar Door. Those were all practical effects. I don't think anything was CGI'd. I don't think so. Um, so it was really, it's a really cool genre to work in, and I've worked with some really, really talented, kind, amazing, good humans, like Debbie Rochon, for example. Um, awesome. Amazing. Amazing. I also, uh, I, th I also saw Cellar Doors like coming out with a sequel. Oh, keep your fingers crossed on that. Okay, so that means there. the money's not there yet, but the idea is there. The you know who you look like? Amazing. I have to tell you right away. You look like a young Loretta Young. Now, you don't know who Loretta Young is. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you don't know the movie star Loretta Young? I am the worst. I really am. You have am. to look it up. You're look it up. You have her cheekbones. You have her smile. You have her eyes. You Thank look you. like you could be her daughter. I will look her up now. She's sure. the one that had the baby illegitimately. That was Clark Abel's baby. And she pretended she went to Europe to adopt a child. And it was really her child with Clark Abel. That's oh. Loretta Young. Oh, yes. I've heard that. Okay. All That's right. Yes. Yeah, and I will look her up so I can get a better sense like of the You have the whole smile, the whole face. You could do her life story. <laughs> and it's a good Thank life story because of the adoption baloney that she swore that that child wasn't hers. And then there's a kid who was 10 years old. It looked like Clark Gable. It has his ears that stuck out. Oh, geez. <laughs> so. Yeah, you can't get away from jeans. I actually like, though, all the older horror films also. I like the ones without all the CGI. They're a lot more fun. Uh, just in general, and I know you did. You did another movie. I don't even know what it's. It was called Boston Strangler Untold, and the only reason I picked it up is because I've actually I know Andrew Deboff and uh, Corin Nemec's been on our show a couple of times, and he was like a great like '80s or '90s you know actor who who I see is doing a lot of stuff again now, which I like a lot. It had Davis Faustino from. Uh, uh, yep, uh, Married with Children. Yes. Yes, that's who I shared a scene with. Um, yeah, a friend of mine worked in. Oh. Oh, what happened? 
it's okay. What happened? She's sitting there, totally chilling, and then she just kind of let it be known she wasn't okay. I, I think she's... Oh, oh there she is. There. She's is really right? close to going That's to sleep. That's Loretta Young. Okay, they put up a picture of... But Chad, not, Chad not, a good, not a picture that looks like our guest now. That's, yeah, but, she does. But now like there's her. other pictures with that Loretta Young. Oh, Chad, is, Chad, Ron's being picky. Why'd you put that here? Because I'm going to sit on a pillow like you. I look like a dwarf. Oh, <laughs> Forgive our set. We're in the middle of of having our set change. So today we're temporarily in this stupid lounge thing. Usually we have a background and stuff. And this the seat, the lounge is like three feet down yeah, from the table. We're sitting lower than usual, so we I mean, feel kind of dwarfed. Talking about large breasts, if I was a woman, I could rest my breasts so easily on this table. So <laughs> That's it's so absolutely cool. breast holding level. But let me you put a pillow. You guys are both beautiful, and you're doing great. And I would have never. Never judged no. the, the the low seating. Yeah, we're a mess. That's okay. <laughs> we're, so I asked. Wait, wait, hang on. Two hours ago, see this wall. I was painting it because there was a mural there of this of New York City, and that's been removed. So now what, I, yeah. I, I are you going to paint. paint it another. Are you going to paint another mural? No, 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 because we're selling the We're house. selling where we're living to move to you near you. We're going to Palm pa Springs. Back actually. home to Palm Springs. And that way. Uh -huh. we can Oh, cool. We have you come on the show. We'll have you come and sit in a studio with us. <laughs> that will be so much fun. And Palm Springs is beautiful. Yes. I love Palm Springs. It's my home. So we're like working on that in the middle of all of that. And uh, and so so let's ask because we don't usually ask these kind of questions. First of all, I noticed you do some shorts. You do a lot of shorts. Do you find that as like a beneficial thing? Okay. Do you do that just to get your keep your name out there, just for more experience, or what is the the thinking process behind doing a lot of shorts? Fun. Okay. So you know, um, as an actor, you're not going to make money doing a short film, not by a stretch. But when you have like a fun character, you're <laughs> getting work me either. Hmm? You're not going to make any money making a big film either. That's very, yeah. <laughs> These you, days, it is almost did impossible. You, didn't you read the article that What's-His-Name wrote? Which What's-His-Name? I can't think of his name. <laughs> Uh, okay, monkey. Anyway, he wrote a big article about to the union, Actors Guild. About how nobody's making money. Yeah, yeah that eighteen million dollars yeah. goes to Angie, boy yeah. Angelina Jolie, and the Don't other pay. people get sixty thousand. Yeah, I did. I did absolutely read that article, what was and his it name? was uh, that wonderful actor. Of, Love it him. It wasn't too. Kyle Chandler, but it, for some reason that's who keeps going through my He's head. He's the guy that with the voice. He, he was the guy that was in that Mandy Moore movie where he plays the preacher and she's dying. It's a great and movie. Also, the Mandy with, Moore movie. I'm sorry. Wait, he played with <laughs> that. I don't mean Peter something. Is it, uh, Peter, Peter. Oh, Peter, Peter something. Coyote. Peter Coyote. Peter Coyote. Yeah, Peter Coyote. Shelley Long. If that's the movie I was just going to say with <laughs> Bette Midler. Um, yeah, he's doing a whole campaign about it, trying to get our union, you know, the SAG and, and Street Union, to um, get after these people. Yeah. Because you do a lot of indie films. To make a, a living. I'm sorry? Well, you do a lot of indie films, like a lot of independent stuff. You know oh, that cause I'm so sorry. She's in the middle of a full Oops. tantrum. Hold on one second. I'm so sorry. It's okay, monkey. <laughs> At least you're having a tantrum on a soft surface. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. This is a teething baby who's tired. Does she have already coming in? Could she, yeah, could she, she's got molars coming in and her fangs. 
my mother was fast breastfeeding me and she said she had to stop because I was chewing her nipples. I said, it, how old? I said, Ma, how old was I that I had teeth? Four years old, five years old. No, no, you know? no, no. But no, back in those days, I was born in 1940. And back in those days, children breastfed till almost four years old. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people say to me, Ron, you're 77 soon. You look terrific. You're so energetic. You're so young. You're so thin. You're so everything. You look yeah. much younger. I said that came from being breastfed, ate only healthy homegrown food, and swam in the East River with all the urine and, and scat. <laughs> there you go. That strengthened your immune system right Absolutely. Up. That was our beach. We used to go down there. And when if the cocky came along, we'd go like this to push it away with the water. And we'd oh. yell, the meat's coming. The meat's coming. Oh, I, I mean, think I just threw up a little in my mouth. But well, that's all, okay. the, yeah. know, <laughs> all, all, all the sewerage from uh, Queens and Manhattan used to go into the East River. Right. They stopped that now. Goddess says, how funny. <laughs> no, it's a true story. I swear to God, it's I a true us. story. It did build my immune system. Absolutely. Well, I also noticed, okay, so like, because uh, we also, because I like looking at uh, you really have done a lot of st cool stuff, um, but you did an episode of Miss Vampy, who Brooke Lewis has been on the show, and she's a Kind of like a friend of mine. I mean, just we tweet and, and Facebook friends and everything, and she's done a lot of cool fun. A lot of cool fun things, but mostly she does a lot to try to, like, actually help people and, and give back to, like, the community and the, uh, I don't know, like, which I like a lot. I like everybody who does that, does, does things, you know, that even though they benefit, it also helps. And, and I back. feel safe in talking this next subject. Wait, wait, wait. Let her. me finish this one. That's what that was done. <laughs> she didn't comment on it. But just, I love do, do you know Brooke? I do, I do. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a really long a time. Ever seen my baby? Brooke. Let, her cop let her comment on. She doesn't it. like Brooke. She said Brooke was a bitch. No, she. <laughs> 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 Not kidding, kidding. Now you made me forget what I was going to ask. Oh, I would know what I was going to ask her. I think I'm safe in asking you this question. It's a very high-powered question. What do you think about Bruce Jenner, transsexuality, and homosexuals? I am really glad that, well, there's a couple hundred things that just went through my mind. I'm glad that he is now being more true to who he's always related to, who he's always felt has been the truth inside. And I think that he wound up being quite the, um, I don't want to say front runner, but like a gigantic voice for transsexuals. I mean... Gigantic. He was, and still, she, it, she is now everywhere, right? And uh, I think that she really opened up what the struggle is really, really like for but anybody. But she's not a ever. transsexual. That's my point. She still has a penis. She's a drag queen. Would that? Would she be considered a drag queen? Absolutely. See, I'm terrible. Not actually, no. If, not in the gay community doesn't consider that, that bullshit. Way. That's not true. If you have your wango lopped off. Mm -hmm. Then you're a woman. Okay. He can't, he can't, his sexuality, your sexuality is your whatever. It's either hanging or it's not. Right. And if, if you're hanging, you're a man. So many of my friends are drag queens. They look like women. Some have had breasts in chicks with, you know, D-I-C-K-S. Right, right. And so I don't really consider Bruce Jenner a woman. And to be the woman of the year with a penis, is, to me, just very confusing. And I'm gay. So, I mean, I understand. But right. if he has, he has the sex change like Christine Jorgensen did. 
and mm-hmm. she became a woman. And I have a very dear friend of ours from Mexico. She's a very famous transsexual in Mexico. And she's married to a doctor who's a straight man. And they've been married for like 30 years or something like that. Happily married. Mm-hmm. And she's a total woman. But I mean, she is a woman in every way. You'd never know she was ever a man. And she has a vagina and married a straight guy. She should have been the one who to be famous. But she's very famous in Mexico. I wish I could remember her name. <laughs> terrible. But Drew, Drew, wait, Drew, Drew's going to help me. Drew's in the chat room. Drew King. Remember I met her up at uh, your house with Danae. She came from Mexico. She was lovely. Very fun. Very like chi-chi-chi-chi-cha-cha girl. So if you remember her name, Drew, please uh, type it in. Okay, he's not, nothing going there yet. Nothing. I can't but remember. Don't forget that, that whole family of the... Uh, what are the, what are they the it's like the family that'll never go away because of the reality shows Kardashians? yes thank you um they were so hugely famous so i mean that that plays into you know i think why bruce jenner's journey became so famous but i really uh labels on humanity is a weird thing to me because either you're cool or you're not and i being a cool or good, solid quality human being to me doesn't know gender or race. I agree with you a hundred percent. Any well, of cool. that crap, like it's it's for me a label is just sticking somebody, anybody it doesn't matter what your label is. I'm a woman. That's you know practically uh, a pre-existing it's a label in itself. It is. So you know, putting the labels on on humanity is is shoving everybody into these little corners so that other people don't have to think about it and it's not sticky or messy it's nice and neat and clean life is messy and mm-hmm. either you're a good solid quality human doing your best to to do do you or you're not and i don't think any label is going to make it better or worse for I any of us Dad, you little, i like, agree with you and i'm sure that. that drew king agrees drew and king drew by wrote, the way drew wrote her name was alejandro bogue do you know who she is mexican actress <laughs> dancer advocate and beautiful and it's a good friend cool. i love her i fell in love 10 Actually, minutes she's coming on the show i think oh she is yeah i think i i, I, I met her on the show. 10 minutes later i was mesmerized by her she was beautiful and talented and intelligent and wonderful and i thought to myself how could people crazy people kill a woman like her and transsexuals are being murdered every day in large amounts so are gay men because well, wait, transsexuals more so because men pick them up and then murder them because they are attracted to them and hate themselves for being yep. attracted to them yeah and, they, and knowing they were men so we've got to really work with drew king and a lot of other people to stop the slaughtering of transsexual people. One other thing. I can't say this because I really don't have permission. Don't say it then, because you already get us in a lot of trouble. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this. I'm going to put it this way. We have a family member in our family who has two children, twins. One is a boy, one is a girl. The boy one does not want to be a boy. He only dresses like his sister. He only, and he calls himself something else. He's eight years old. So we work with him constantly. And I told my relative, I said, please, whatever you do, don't make him be ashamed of what he does. Mm-hmm. Buy him dresses. Do everything like you do for the other daughter. I and mean, the family's been wonderful. 
And, you know, they're Italian from New York, and they have a different mentality. Years ago, if I would have mentioned this, they would have said to me, kill the kid, you know, kill it. It shouldn't be alive because it's a freak. So we have to get over all of this bullshit about, you know, mind your business, okay? If I want to wear high heels tomorrow, I want to wear them. What's it to you? What do you care? What right have you got to laugh at me, demean me, make fun of me because I'm weird or crazy? I like high heels. So did so did Tony Curtis. And what business is it of yours? Exactly. You know, it it is if if we are not outwardly injuring another human being, then nobody has the right to be all up in our grill about a damn thing we're doing. I love that all up in our grill. (laughs) Now, what do you think about gay people? Jimmy and I illegally married. We were married five years ago in New York City. Congratulations. Thank you. What do you think about gay marriage? I think, give this a second, I think it's stupid that it was ever an issue. Exactly. Because it should have never been an issue. It should have been, gay marriage, straight marriage is marriage. And when it became such an issue, it was like, this is the stupidest thing we can be arguing about. People are dying. People are starving. People are homeless. And, and we look what we are, carry on about. Mm-hmm. And we're being petty by saying that gay people aren't allowed to get married. Oh, my God. That's bananas to me. So I am so fantastic with it. One of my very best friends in the entire world. She is like family to me. Kimberly Amato, a beautiful human being, beautiful woman, married to a beautiful woman they are this strong compassionate beautiful couple whom i respect and admire and adore and i don't adore and admire admire and respect them because they are a gay married couple but it's because of who they are as human beings what they have to bring to the table of humanity period now what is what is your nationality mostly a white chick with a big fat splash of cherokee Okay, so your background... Mostly white chicks. Well, no, no, no. I thought, because she said she was born in Mexico or New Mexico. Where'd you New Mexico, yeah. New, New Mexico. And I thought she very possibly could be Mexican. Now, we have a lot of trouble with some Mexicans because of the mentality of Christianity and religion. So in California, especially where we have a great population of Honduras, Mexican, Nicaragua, you know, all those people that came up to L.A., they seem to be the the biggest uh, homophobe killers of gay men. Um, are you sure it's not white dudes that are that are? Well, no, we ha- we have our percentage of white. I'm not picking on a race. Believe me, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I you know I don't want to be like Donald Trump, but you know there is a there is a certain <laughs> there is a certain amount of you know what's happening. You have to face the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the gay community, most of the guys that get beat up are by the Latinos because Latinos are, are macho and they don't like faggots, you know, they don't. And if you look at it, if you're walking down the street and you smile at a, a Mexican or whatever Latino person or any person and they beat you up, that's got to stop too. No okay. one has the right to beat anybody up. For whatever your stupid reasons are. So it really doesn't matter. Who and I'm not picking on Mexicans well, because I have many, many Mexican friends that I love. Look at what's going on in Chechnya, though. They're just throwing them off a roof. I mean, my real, my real estate agent in Palm Springs, <laughs> Courtney, is my love, and she's Mexican. 
So, you know, they're wonderful Mexican people. So, hold on. we gotta, we got to bring this away to wrap up because we've got to go. Oh, no, we're not going to wrap up. Yes, we're going we're gonna to bring you back. In She's time. so interesting when, when and you intelligent. Have an actual, when, you have, when you have a, a film to, and you're ready to, like, get it out and, and ready to help get it promoted and everything, we'll bring you back and we'll talk about it more um, since we didn't get to do too Perfect. much of that. You're a fabulous interview. We're going to talk about humanity anyway. It's all good. Yeah, it's all it's all good. So first of all, uh, do you have anything coming up that we should tell everybody about that they should be looking for you in or no? You know, not that I've been acting in as much, but I am on the post-production phase of a documentary that Kimberly Amato and I have co-produced and co-directed called Rise of the Millennial. Okay. Really excited about that because it's the first documentary that I've ever, I never knew I would get, was going to make a documentary. It was never on my radar until suddenly it was. And I'm really excited about it. It talks about, well, millennials. And we ask a lot of really great questions with millennials as far as gun control and uh, the idea of being raised in a time of terrorism. Like, millennials don't know what it's like to live in the world without the threat of terror. Mm-hmm. That idea, I, I found it pretty fascinating to investigate that idea because we do, you know, we all know. Those of yes. us that we, we all know exactly what it was like before well, the threat of terrorism. How about this? You're six years old, and the teacher said, everybody under the desk because the bomb is coming, the, the atom bomb. That's how I was raised. Yep. I was raised with hate Japanese people because they're bad. We kill you, Yankee dog. Every movie was a Japanese. Yeah. So I grew up being terrified of Japanese people. As a young boy, if I saw a Japanese family, I'd say to my mother, oh, they're going to kill us because that's how we were taught. Same thing with Germans and Nazis. I have three or four great German friends who hate it. They say every friggin' movie has to be a Nazi film showing us Germans as hideous, hateful people, when in reality, they're lovely people. So I think film has to watch it. And film has to be very careful. So you're talking about films that you saw, though, 50 years ago. Well, because 50 years ago, when yes, Roosevelt came, President, yeah. Ro- President Roosevelt didn't give a shit. He knew the Nazis were killing the Jews by the millions. Roosevelt never did anything to prevent it. He knew Pearl Harbor was coming. But he right, wanted uh, okay. to get into the war, so he let Pearl Harbor happen. So let's, hold on, Wait, let's excuse go back, me. Getting to my, with getting Gulf to of my, Duncan in Vietnam. Wait, getting to my point. Every president that we have had, including present-day president, stink. Okay? (laughs) We haven't had a decent president, maybe from George Washington. I don't know about that. I wasn't around. (laughs) But every president should have been hated the way they hate Donald Trump. But they didn't because back then they had respect for the president. No matter who he was, it was a thing called respect. He represents we don't your, have respect anymore. No, he represents your country, and you must represent respect him. How do you expect other countries to respect your man if you don't respect him? You may disagree. You may hate him. But you cannot malign him or his wife by calling his wife a whore. I mean, that's disgraceful. We never did things like that years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eleanor Roosevelt had a black lover who was a woman. She was a lesbian. Do you think it got out to the public? Do you think they ever called a you-know-what loving Let Dyke? No. They never had Twitter, though, social media. Right. I know that, but social media has got to put a handle on it now. We've got to bring respect back. I mean, how would you like it now if I said disrespectful things to you? Big deal. You'll walk away, but you know what? The word is out. So yep. you can't. We are do that. technically on social media. Yeah. 
You can't. We're media. Jimmy and I are big time. We have four and a half million people that listen and watch this show. So I could say whatever I want and damage anybody I want, but I don't do that because I respect people, especially if they come on our show. We totally respect them. And, that, have, anyway. and that's what makes you different from a lot of humans that are out there right now. Absolutely. Oh, I would never. I mean, never would imagine? I. Huh? Could you imagine? I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there who would who would uh, do the exact opposite and just roast anybody they have the opportunity to. You don't have the right to do that That's because like, you said before yeah. labels. Yet people yeah. are putting labels on that family in Washington. No one knows how I voted. Okay, I never tell anybody because you'll hate. People will hate you. You'll lose, you know, fans. So nobody knows how I voted. I never said a bad word about Hillary, and I've never said a bad word about Donald. I have my own opinions, which they're pretty strong, okay? But I'm not going to go public with it. I'm not going to add insult to the injury. I'm not going to disrespect my country, my flag, okay. or the man that we represents gotta go. we gotta it. Go. We're like way out of time. Well, she's smart. I could talk and tell her. I know. We'll her. bring her back. Hold on. So first I of love, all, I love you. What's your name again? <laughs> I remember. Okay, so hold look on. at those First teeth. All, you look guys. at that smile. Listen, let me tell you something. When your husband comes go. home, you tell him he best kiss your ass every day because he's so lucky to have you as a wife. I'm telling you right now, you are. I will tell him that as soon as we're done. I will send him that text. You're a beautiful mother. You're a beautiful woman. You're an intelligent woman. You're interesting. You're fascinating, you. and, I, and I love you. Thank and you. I wish you all the best. Oh, that's so cute. She passing. She loves She's that. She's totally out. So when Rise of the Millennial is ready to be making its rounds and everything, we can bring you and Miss Amato on together. You guys can both come on, and we'll talk to both of you about it and help promote it. All you got to do is like let me know. Um, your Twitter is Mighty MCT. What does the MCT stand for? Michelle someone? Mighty McT. Amato. Kimberly Amato actually gave me the nickname of Mighty McT. Okay, so you guys, if you want to follow Michelle Tomlinson on Twitter, it's at the Mighty McT, T H E M I G H T Y M C T. Um, do you have a website or any place that we should send people to to find out anything? Yeah, uh, MichelleTomlinson.net is always a great website. Okay, you guys, so you can check out yep. her stuff there. Follow her on Twitter, um, and the congratulations on so much on on Baby Hope. We think it's really phenomenal. Like, yep. And I want to thank Joe Williamson for actually like introducing us to you uh, to thank have you. come on the show. He's a really cool guy. And anytime you have anything to promote, let us know. And anytime you need anything re-put out to the world, just tag me or send me a message on Twitter and we'll get it out to everybody. And I thank have you. to say, indeed, it was a pleasure meeting you. And Ditto I mean that. that. Thank, thank you so, so much. much. I mean that. Bye, Bye sweetheart. Bye-bye. What a lovely human being. I am so impressed with her. I hope everybody listening out there is also as impressed. If everyone thought as she did, we wouldn't have any problems in this world. We would all get along well. And the violence and the hatred and the and the vulgarity and all the crap that we spew would not be here. Wasn't it? Was I got it? a frantic message from her yesterday because she was like, I can't get a babysitter. The babysitter. <laughs> I love I the like, fact. Oh, don't worry. Bring the baby. No, on. I love the fact that she came with her baby. Watch. That's bad. That's too bad if anybody didn't like the baby. I love the baby. Yeah, that's so sweet. Hey, she Chad. was beautiful. Beautiful girl. Hey, Chad. Yeah, that's, that's real oh, life. What's up? I, I'm gonna Chad, what'd you think of her? I thought uh, she was the real deal. I mean, what a fascinating woman. 
man, is he lucky, the guy that's got her. She's I'm got beauty, she's that. got charm. Um, I guess beauty. she haven't seen any of her acting skills, but I'm sure it's good. Yeah, she's she, actually a good actress. She's a good actress, too. So all right. Cool. But um, such an intelligent woman speaks so beautifully. But yeah, I like the baby edition there. That was cool. Yes, sir. I think that made it human. Yeah. I'm going like to do, do a quick commercial, Chad, for all the stations and everything, and then why don't you key up We the Dreamers time. We're going to play that, and then we'll call our next guest. We the Dreamers timing. Roger that. All right, everybody. So you can hear us every week, every Wednesday on W4CY Radio from 3 to 4.50 p.m. with the super talented Chad Murphy. Oh, thanks. There we go. You can also hear us on Hamilton Radio in New Jersey, K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, Monster FM Radio in New York. We're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Audio Boom, Podomatic, Apple TV, and Spreaker. On television, you can see us on Roku, Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube, and would love it if you guys would subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, Chad, you ready to rock? Let's do it. All right, everybody, here's a new single by We The Dreamers. The name of the song is Time. It'll be out, available uh, in the next week or so on iTunes Worldwide. Check it out. I think you're going to love it. If we go before we get lost How would we know if our time has run up Just thinking no space to get it all out It's the place that your mind get out We all need time, we lose our lives If we had more time, we think we would have tried We live in this place, we're stuck in routine We all need to see how you dream just give it to the world Just give it to the world It's all this flight And how would we know oh, Write your dreams down to see Live for your heart And it will always beat We all need time We lose our lives If we had more time We think we would have tried Find your truth And let it come out And use that time To express your doubt Just give it to the world
everybody so that is the brand new song by we the dreamers the name of the song is time it's a really freaking great song uh it has a i don't know kind of like has a cool like a little bit of an updated 80s vibe but i really loved it did you like that chat everybody in the chat room loved it that was mellow that was great yeah, i like that mellow i like that mellow stuff what would you mean why do you have your glasses on i always have my glasses on so we can why? see because how am i supposed to read all these things that i have to bring up to talk about you know, men don't make passes at men that wear glasses. Oh, well. well I don't have to worry about on, those right? men. Hey, let's go ahead and call our guest, Chad. Roger that. All right, everybody. Hope you guys are enjoying everything. <clears throat> Chat room, thanks for being so uh, active. It's been hard for me to follow the whole thing, but I appreciate it. And uh, Well, they all agree our last guest was really cool. She was sharp. She was with it. Everybody should think like she does. I wish. Yeah, I wish, too. It would be nice. Be so nice. Let's see. Ah! Look at you with purple hair. I love hey, it. Hey, hey. <laughs> Let you... me see. Turn sideways. Did you buzz the side? Or is that I... just be behind your ear? I, I'm growing it out so that I can do that, though. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> what do you, what may, we'll talk about it. We, we can't do it yet. Hey, no, we have to we introduce have to you. Sure we, no, we have to make sure we can hear I just her was overwhelmed well by the, I'm dying to do my Okay, hair. so hold on. Are you, on a laptop? Are you on a laptop? I'm on a laptop. Okay, flip and your screen uh, back a little bit because right now we're losing the top of your head. Yeah, we want all your. Purple. There you go. There oh, you and go. the lighting is better now. And yes. I have a microphone. Do you want me to try it out? Chad, should we try a microphone or should we just go with how it is? It sounds good. Sounds are you, are good. you going to sing? Are you going to sing? <laughs> I can if you like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Let's just go with the intro. Make like we never spoke. All okay? right, all right, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the most dangerous woman in the world, the fabulous Tanya K. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Ron. Hi, Jimmy. So glad to be here. Thanks for really? having me. I thought she even knew who you were already. Everybody knows who I am. It's you they don't know. Who. Oh, okay. It's me that they don't know. You gotta love it. So I don't have to introduce. No, no. I, we were at a party f with Michael. Uh, what was his name? My friend Michael. Michael. New York, the party. Michael Musto? Michael Musto. And a guy came over to me and he said, hello, Jimmy Starr. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she already knows that you're our cool, outrageous man about town. But we yes. also have the guy behind the boards, Chad Murphy. Tanya K, welcome <laughs> to the show. Welcome. Meanwhile, I Looking love, good. love. Wait, 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 wait. I got to tell her. I'm, I'm bursting. We have a chat love, room. I love your hair. I love, I want, I want it so bad. It is awesome. I'm too old. I would do my hair purple or blue in a minute. Do it. No, you I'm 76 cool. years old. Like, like an old jerk. Hmm? <laughs> you get away with it if you just do it. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe for my 77th birthday, I'll do it. I'm <laughs> dying to do it. Like navy blue. Dark navy blue. I'm all about the pink. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're a big girl, that's why. <laughs> so hold on, we, we have a chat room full of people, Very. so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Everybody hey, loves your hair. Buddy. How's it going, you guys? There I you love go. it. It's so much fun. So you're in L.A., right? 
I'm in Los Angeles. It's a perfect spring day today. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's we're freezing in, here. We're in, we're in Pennsylvania, and it's cold and terrible. And, cold. Uh, not nice. Not. It's not fun. But your hair came out so even. Good colorist. Perfect. Thanks. And it's nice and shiny. We just I'm did jealous. it. I'm jealous. We did it in their living room. What? Just now? We did it in the living room. Oh, he came to the house? He did it in the living room? Uh, it, it was a she, and we did it in her living room with cats around <laughs> and doggies. I got to play with animals. <laughs> I'm going to ask a very rude question. What'd that cost? What's her friend? So it probably didn't cost much. No, let's hear. It didn't. <laughs> really? Could I yeah. be her friend? <laughs> I just bought the product, so the product was nine bucks. Good. Can I be her friend? <laughs> Actually, it looks fabulous. And you've always had different color hair because it hasn't always been purple, has it? No. Um, over the last year, I've been doing purple, lavender, kind of a silver. And it keeps fading because it's a pretty fragile color. Right. But, yeah, otherwise, I have blonde hair. And when it fades out, it goes to blonde anyway. Oh, and. Wait. Did you just do your hair for your burlesque show this weekend? Because I know you have a big show. I think it's this weekend, right? Thanks for asking. Yeah, we have a show this weekend. Pin-up pole show is going up in Long Beach on Friday and in North Hollywood on Saturday. So pin-up pole in- show is the show. And yes, the hair will make an appearance there. But I didn't do it for that. I did it because life is it's better. You. It's you. It's yeah. you. Yeah. Well, wait, where in Long Beach are you performing? At the Federal. Okay. So first of all, you guys, because Tanya is, is is someone who does everything. She has all kinds of cool things. I made some little notes. So I want to go back to how I first met her, but we'll talk about this since we've already got it on here. So she does the pinup pole show. It's classic cars, pinup girls, retro burlesque, and pole champions, which I'm not sure if I even know what that is. Um, uh, but it's done all very tasteful because I went on and, and, and looked at all kinds of stuff online. It's very tasteful and really fun. It really looks like a blast. Um, so you've got two of them, one Friday and one Saturday. Yeah, the one on Saturday, we have a full classic car show ahead of time. So pinup girls come out, uh, photographers join us. There's photography, live music by Soul Legion. We also have upstairs in the venue, I'm really excited about this, because pinup is a retro art form that really means pinning up a piece of art on the wall, whether it's illustrated or photographic. So to do pinup as a performance art is kind of like edgy and I'm pushing the limits, like I'm defining what it is, but I like to incorporate legit, authentic, old style pinup into every show, meaning illustration and photography. So we shoot photos out with the classic cars, our pinup girls do, and then upstairs, Girls Drawn Girls, it's an all-female art collective. The women are doing a grand pinup art display. So we have an art show going on upstairs, our red carpets, a live illustration by one of Girls Drawn Girls artists, and um, a devotion vodka and bootleggers sponsored red carpet. Very excited about that. And then the 75-minute main event, which is pole champions, retro burlesque, uh, vocal. Uh, now, what is retro burlesque exactly? Well, like, burlesque. like like Minsky's burlesque. Sure, this so, thing, 1955 to 1965. Okay, for I was stripping. I was stripping as a woman in 1960, 
I impersonated Jane Russell for years and years, and I stripped. The only thing I didn't like about the striptease was at the end, we had to unhook our brassiers to show the audience that we were men. Oh. And, and I found that very, very humiliating. Oh, really? Yeah, because I didn't, I thought, it looked like I had a mastectomy. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't like and it. And he was beautiful as Jane Russell. Yeah, I was, was young. Like I was young and thin and agile, but I, in person, I danced. And I want to teach you something in burlesque. If you don't have this beat in your music, you will never do proper burlesque. Boom, 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 It's true. You strip to that, you're going to be a star. You know, in 1960, the stripper, the song, I used to sing a song. <clears throat> I am looking for trouble. I don't care what the people say. It doesn't matter what the people say, what the people say, what the people say. I'm going to find me a lover, one in his prime, one who can do a real good whatever. Anyway, that was my song that I sang, which was a famous song of Jane Russell's from French Line. Actually, though, because you, I mean, because besides having a pinup poll show, you're actually a burlesque performer. Because don't you, ho you host the pinup poll show. I and host, then you also uh, do the burlesque. I host several shows in town. I love being on the microphone. I, I wish I was out there now. I would definitely have come to Long you have Beach. You have an actual, like, because I, I saw on your website, which you guys can check out Tanya's website. It's tanyak.com, T-O-N-Y-A-K-A-Y.com. You can also follow her on Twitter at Tanya K. And uh, she has uh, a showgirl in a giant champagne glass. You have a giant champagne glass that fits your whole body. Yeah, and they don't make those at Target. I had to have it fabricated. <laughs> that, that, that was done back in the early 40s. And the gal that was in the original champagne glass, her name was Cher Cherry. Uh, but her real name, and she was, uh, what's her name, the singer's sister? Oh, God, I'm so bad with names. Anyway, she was the famous woman in the champagne glass Actually, though, in LA. I saw you had all kinds of people that were like influences. I don't know if that was in your bio or on your website and like who were some of the influences because he'll know all of them. He's like he's like big into Yeah, I was He had a TV show just so you know, he had a TV show on Time Warner Cable called Set the Record Straight where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood. He was friends with like Elizabeth Taylor and Jane Russell. Well, and Jane Pat Russell Potter. and I were buddy buddies. I mean, we hung out. Um, so he he's he's yeah. friends with all the like classic movie legend people, or he was. And, and I also now. had the honor of meeting and who I think Gypsy Rose Lee. Uh, oh yeah, I met her in New York. Absolutely, she that came. was one of your influences, wasn't it? Or no? Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you. Somebody came backstage. I worked at the eighty two and a couple other clubs, and somebody came backstage and said, "Ron, Gypsy Rose Lee's out there." I said, "You're kidding me! Oh my God, I'm going to strip Gypsy." And then she came back with a bunch of people and we chatted. And then I said, listen, what are you doing? You know, let me get out of this shit and uh, we'll go someplace for snacks, dinner, whatever. And she said, great. And we went up the road, uh, up the street. And we all sat there and we had coffees and desserts and stuff and hung out. And all I could ask her was, what's the secret to your success? And I'm going to pass it on to you. She said, Ron, show them nothing. <laughs> Tease them to hell, she said. Tease them to hell. A little of this, a little of that, but really show them nothing. 
And she did it with sinister in her voice. She showed them nothing like those suckers out there. Let them suffer. It's <laughs> sadistic in that thing. Okay. But she was quite lovely. And I re- and then she passed away not long after that. And I was so sad. She was, I have to uh, tell you, Tanya, because first of all, because we have a chat room full of people. <clears throat> so Zar Drew, who lives in, in L.A., is a, is a great great guy. And he's a big LGBT advocate around the world. And so he just wrote a thing in there that says... That too bad he's straight because he's feeling. I mean, he's gay because right now he's feeling so straight because you're so beautiful. And then after that, everybody in the chat room started talking about how like beautiful you are. So like you have new fans that might not have known about you. Before. Well, all the guys when they hear she's stripped, she's all a girl. All the girls like them too. But you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't strip down. You strip to a g-string and pasties, or do you go yeah, beyond that? Yeah, um, I, I burlesque it in L.A. That's kind of accepted that burlesquers go to pasties and. Yeah, because if you show it all, it's nothing anymore. Then, yeah. then it goes into a whole different area. But that little bit of, of like Gypsy said, showed them nothing works. Men don't want to see women dancing naked. They like them in lingerie. And I agree with that. You know, it, it's sex sexy. When you yeah. see it all, it's nature. I agree, too. Actually, it's not as, it's not as cool. So, okay, so you guys... You know, it's- I just wish we had film back then, like yeah. cameras, like today. We didn't have that. You'd yeah. have crew come in with big cameras and lighting, and who did that? So wait, wait. the biggies. Okay, so listen up, you guys. If you want to go see the Pinup Pulse show this weekend, you can get more information by going to Tanya. Where do I tell oh, them to go? For me, <laughs> pinuppulseshow.com. P-I-L. I love it. I love it. Go to pinuppulseshow.com. Show.com. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so you can catch up with us there too. Actually, you tweet about it, too. So, you guys, if you follow at Tanya K, you'll get all the information. And you should follow her because she's super cool. A fact. A fact. From Jane Russell's mouth to my ears, Rita Hayworth was very upset during the Second World War because she was on a few airplanes. Rita Hayworth is a pinup girl. Jane Russell was on I don't know how many airplanes. And she was the number one pinup girl in 1941-42. She was photographed more than any other sex goddess of the time. Look it up. See, in fact, they named a mountain, two mountains after her because of her boobs, and they called them Russell Peaks. So she had a lot of, yeah, she had a lot of publicity in pinup, but her pinup pictures are breathtakingly gorgeous. You've got to see Jane's pinups. I look yeah. forward to it. Shows nothing. She shows absolutely nothing, but so sexy. My God. You know, a little leg, a little boob, a little this. The way they did it back then was class. They're actually saying too how uh, how you have to you actually have to be really strong and in shape to really be able to dance on a pole. The pole dancing is insane. It's like deadlifting 120 pounds. Uh, it's your body weight. So. These girls are amazing. And that's the feedback we get after the show. Like other people have seen variety shows. They've seen burlesque shows, but they haven't seen pole shows like this. And um, they say, it's so good to see such strong women uh, who are so funny. They think we're funny. They think we're strong. And I love it. I just I just love it. Because I wish I could do that years ago. The only pole dancing I ever did was I put a sock puppet over my erection and made it dance. 
<laughs> that was the only pole dancing I ever did. All right, so, <laughs> that's a joke. Only a joke, folks. I not know. real. Just so here's joke. the thing. So first of all, uh, everybody, Tanya. Not only is she a burlesque performer and pinup pinup pole show person, which I didn't even know any of that in, until we got her bio, because I've always followed her acting career, and, and she has a phenomenal career. She's done a lot of really great stuff. And let me tell you, the first time I ever met Tanya, I didn't have a TV show. I didn't have any of this stuff. I was just a, a clothing designer trying to dress famous people. And we met at Megacon in Florida, which I don't even know if she remembered that, actually, but I have a Jimmy Stars the Shit video when she's on it. She's one of the people who's actually on the video. And she was on a t- TV show called Who Wants to Be a Superhero? And she was Creature, and so she was at that. She was actually the celebrity guest at Megacon where you would go and get her autograph because she was trying to be a, you know, a superhero on this TV show, and it was a fun TV show. Yeah. And I'm sure it helped launch a lot of things for you, uh, you know, just to get going, because since then, which I don't know, that was, that was a pretty long time ago, but since then, your credits and stuff have, are phenomenal. Thanks. Thank you. And so it's, like, really cool. So how was that? Was it fun to be on that? I mean, a lot of people probably don't even remember that show. Uh, Well, the original season had a lot of heart because we didn't know what the premise was. I heard that the second season kind of lacked that innocence um, because they had expectations of what was supposed to happen. (laughs) But we had no clue. So it had a lot of heart, and there was this innocence to it where we put all of our creativity into our own characters and... It was a lot of fun. I met amazing people on set. If you watch the show, you know I got to work with Stan Lee. So that's like the dopest thing on the the coolest Don't thing. I hate that word when I use that word. I think that's the coolest thing ever. That's like he's like my bucket list guest. You know, is like I would love to have Stan Lee because I think he would be the coolest. If guest you on the private planet. message me <clears throat> what your show costs, I will contact some friends in Palm Springs. And perhaps you can bring it there. You will be a sellout because you're, everybody's gay. So, I mean, <laughs> all the queens will come running for burlesque. They love burlesque, those old bitches. But anyway, I would love to see, because we're moving to Palm Springs as soon as we can. And I would love to be there and see your show in Palm Springs with all the with all the gay guys and girls. It would be a blast. I would love it. That would be some audience, I mean, especially the pinup stuff. It, you're perfect for Palm Springs. Actually, you have a lot of fans in the chat room. They know like all kinds of stuff. I have like little notes written down, and they're all sending me notes. Like, please make sure you bring these things up. But and I will. So first of all, you guys, let's give a little, um, uh, let's give a little like bragging thing. If if you guys watch TV and you've seen some of these shows, these are some of the shows, not all of them, but some of the shows that you will have seen Tanya K with appearances on. First of all, The Fosters, which is one of the greatest shows like ever mm-hmm. on the planet. Uh, Jane the Virgin, Rosewood, uh, My Crazy Sex. I actually went to uh, uh, a party with Morris Chestnut from Rosewood one time when I was in Florida. It was really cool. He's like a really great guy. Uh, My Crazy Sex, Horror Haiku, Glee, which we've had a whole bunch of people from Glee on. Glee, we know, yeah. Uh, Friends with Benefits, Numbers, I love that show. Secret Girlfriend, Criminal Minds, and House. All great, great things. And then... Uh, you just did it. I know. I, I thought this was a movie, but I think on IMTV it said it was a TV show. But you just did Puppet Master Axis Termination. Is that it's a TV both. show or a movie? It's both. It's both. Um, for all intents and purposes, think of it as the eleventh movie in the Puppet Master franchise by Full Moon Features. Um, but I've been told this is rumor that we will also be released as a mini series on El Rey Network. So oh. that. And so you know who you right. see stars in with that? Paul Logan. We had Paul oh. on for uh, the Horde, and we had him and um, 
and some of the other people from the Horde movie all we did like a group oops a group show where they were all on at the same time. Paul Logan and I have been Facebook friends since Facebook started. Paul Logan's the coolest guy, and we had him strip like he took his shirt off so yeah. all the women could well, see that it. Didn't take too much. <laughs> no, it didn't. No, thank you, thank you. Paul Logan loves to show it all. Absolutely. <laughs> he's got he's got good things to show though. He's got good things to show though. So. so so when is that one coming out? I mean, I love the Puppet Master movies. I used to collect all the action figures, and I used to have them all, and, and it's a really fun series. He's probably never seen it, but it's like the one where the little dolls come alive. I've seen the, the original. I saw the original one a million years ago. Okay. It yeah. was about the puppets, these dolls. They came alive, but they were evil-looking with crooked teeth. and Yeah, yeah and, uh, the drills. And, and they bit people, and they stabbed yeah. people in the legs with the feet with little knives and stuff. I remember. I freaking like it. It was called the puppet something. I Actually, you did so many cool things with people that have been on our show. I was going through your IMDb credits, looking at all the people that, that we've had on the show. And I, I think we're going to give props because they're bringing it up in the chat room a lot how how you're the only female nominee for best villain for a lead role. Uh, and, and did you win it? Did you win it? You won it. So you actually won best vi villain against all the guys. And the movie was called bastard. Yep. Is that correct? 20th century Fox horror released that it got theatrical play. It got a lot of attention um, from NBC news and all of that. And I got best villain. That's awesome. Good for girls, you. Girls First, hardly ever get I, I'd like villain. to see that because I really can't picture you as a villain. Oh, I play villains. Can you be a mean bitch? I don't know what it is. I'm so nice. I bet you, though, you could be a mean bitch. Like, I haven't seen Bastard let yet. Me see some, let me see you be mean. Be mean and, and a villain. Mm. You, that doesn't no, that will constipate it. That's mean. That, mean. That's mean. Yeah, that's mean. Oh, yeah, that's mean. That okay. was mean. That was nasty. So then also, you did a film called Rays where you fought with Zoe Bell, which I'm, I'm not really friends with her, but I've met her several times. She's super nice. And Doug Jones was in that, and we had Doug Jones on the show last yep. year. And uh, he was a great guest also. Like So So are you like a stunt woman, too, that all kinds of stunt woman down that you stunt up Mac Miller and fought Zoe Bell Oh, uh, hold on. You're, I couldn't hear you on that last part. Jimmy, square up. Okay, I'm squared up. Okay. You uh, okay. you, you stunt doubled Pink and Mac Miller, and you fought Zoe Bell. So you're also, besides being the actress and the hot lady, you're also like the, the stunt person who kicks everybody's ass. Uh, yeah, I do so many weird, dangerous things anyway that it naturally translates to stunts. And usually I just do stunts for an acting role that I've already booked. So if the acting role calls for stunts, hey, the actress can actually do them. Makes it helps a movie a ton. Um, oh, me too. You know what I mean? Like, remember that movie Salt, where Angelina yes. Jolie, I mean, she's a great actress, and but the stunt scenes were so chopped up because they couldn't show her at all. Right doing the stunts so that's that's the opposite of what i can provide i can provide actual athletic you know stunting <laughs> it's usually the insurance companies that object to the star doing her or, or his own stunts in the event they get injured they stop production it costs millions so that's like that i mean burt reynolds who i knew very well we used to talk about burt's stunts uh, actually my best friend lee winkler managed him that's how i knew burt by the way, folks, uh, I heard from people that know Bert, 
in Florida. He's really not doing well. So if you want to pray for Burt Reynolds, go right ahead and do so. We may be losing him soon. Um, you know who Burt Reynolds is, right? Of course. Oh, well, some people don't. Anyway, Burt Reynolds broke practically every bone in his body doing stunts. I mean, really seriously, there wasn't much left. And uh, he loved it. He found it better than acting thrilling and the most exciting he he would do stunts before he would do a, an academy award performance do you feel that way uh no it's true that you get hurt every time you do yeah. stunts. he broke he said every bone in his body was broken and oh, sometimes, sometimes it's bad injuries but other times it's just aches and pains and uh, as a mature woman um i prefer to uh use my personality and my words to deliver the well, you know as i said you're too beautiful and you have a lovely little figure so you don't need to do stunts and break things and hurt actually because i was going to play a trailer but when we stick when we put the video of this out i'm going to put your acting reel on it so everybody can see oh, it and uh, but i don't want to play it now because that takes up time that we get to talk to you but what is in oh. there there's one where you have like a white mohawk like looking thing where your hair's what is that from because like first of all you look so tough and hot in that like it's not even funny like like the hottest chick on the planet Thanks. I like that one too. It's called The Kill Corporation and it came out on uh, on the web. It's a web series and it's awesome. I would definitely recommend like I pretty sure you can get it on YouTube. So just YouTube The Kill Corporation. It's a full series. It's really good. Looks so hot and it's not even funny and everybody like loves it. So one thing I want to say which is I think it's really cool uh, because you have done a lot of horror, but you're not actually typecast as a horror actress because you've also done a lot of comedy, and that's an unusual combination because most horror people don't have an opportunity to, you know, have half of their resume in horror and half of their resume in comedy. And like, uh, number one, I think it's terrific that you didn't get pigeonholed because a lot of times it's hard to break out of it if you're only in horror. It's hard to break out of that. So congratulations on that. And number two, it's just really cool that you get to, to you know, to do both. It is cool. I, I do everything. Like I'm just a performing artist who of every discipline. And I don't enjoy if you ask me if I enjoy doing comedy more than drama, I wouldn't be able to I wouldn't be able to choose. Uh, even when I do drama, like in uh, a better place film, I'm kind of like I have this sense of irony and comedic timing that I end up being a comedic timing. thief. It's <clears throat> not intended to make you go ha 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 because right. it's a drama, but it gives a little lightness to the scene. And I think it's self awareness that just makes life funny. So I believe that comedians make the best dramatic actors. Ooh. I've done comedy for fifty two years. Okay. I would love to do drama. And I'm a good dramatic actor because comedy is drama. Yeah. You know, you just take out the laugh and you've got the drama behind it because most comedy is about tragedy. It's about mistakes, accidents, you know. So it, it's all very related. So I can understand what you're saying. Thanks. How being, being in comedy, you would, would prefer drama. That was what no, you she said. Didn't, she didn't say she preferred. She said she can't choose. She likes them both. Oh, oh I thought you preferred. I like them both. And I've heard from, you know, some really great comedians that that you don't play anything as comedy. You know, you play it as a drama, and it's funny because it's, it's funny. Yeah, that's, yes. that's my comedy. That's what he was saying. Yeah, that's I do that sort too. of comedy. Uh, you know, as a stripper, I worked when I was very young, but the rest of my life, I worked all the nightclubs in drag. 
and I would talk with the audience and go back and forth. And uh, if there was something really dramatic happening, I instantly, instinctively turned it into a joke. And Actually, no, he didn't do it. Like back when he did it, it wasn't called drag. He was a female illusionist because he oh, only yeah. wor- he only worked in straight clubs. He didn't work in gay clubs. No, he didn't. Oh. Work. oh. So I, were, was I was a class act for the day. Believe I was very famous in my time. Uh, I, I used to There's tell coffee table books of, of female illusionists yeah. from back in the day, and he keeps the centerfold of yeah. it, like in a, a bathtub, floating with suds in my boobs and everything. Yeah. Anyway, I was. Uh, I used to tell my friends two things. I used to say when I got annoyed: people paid to see me. That's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Use it if somebody ever says to you, "Well, I don't think you're such a great actress." Say. People pay to see me. And then <laughs> I do that. I say that still to this day. And then the other thing is, my posters were on every lamppost in New York City. <laughs> For advertisements. I, to, I, I had a convertible back then, an Oldsmobile or something. And I remember at night, I would take all my friends for a ride with the top down and stop 59th Street, 58th Street. 50, look, look, look. I'm, I'm on that ugly building. They're going to knock down. They stuck my poster. I got the biggest kick out of that. You know, being 21, 2, 3, or 4, you think who the hell you are. But what an honor to be in New York City on, on lampposts. <laughs> Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about, because we only have about... But eight, eight or nine or ten minutes left. So, so what's your bucket list? Um, you've made all these. If you could have made any film that's ever been made, and you could have been in it, what film would you like to be? And then, as you're answering that, think about who would be, who would be like an actor and an actress like that would be your bucket list to be like. If you could act it with any actor or an, any actress on the planet, like who would you like to be in a film with? Well, my actress that I'd like to be in a film with is deceased, and I just would love to just be. Be in the presence of Lucille Ball at some point. Lucille. She's got a lot to teach, and um, I just I soak it up by watching her. She know? was a nice old broad. I used to belong to Pips in Beverly Hills, and Lucy used to have a bat game and tournament in the back room. And my oh. mother, who loved I Love Lucy, that you wouldn't believe, came to visit us in California. And it so happens that Lucy was passing our table to leave, and I stopped her. I said, I've got to stop you. And I don't do this, Lucille, so don't you know, hate me for it. She started to laugh. I said, but my mother absolutely loves you. You know what she used to tell me? I wish I could be best friends with Lucy. So Lucy turned around and she looked at my mother. She said, anytime, honey, anytime. <laughs> and was very sweet and spoke with us. And she was a, a lovely lady. That's the word. But a tough broad. She didn't speak like a lady, like fancy schmancy. You could hear she was a tough broad. A cool, tough broad. A cool, tough broad. Okay, so how about a male? And any male that you would like to go up against? Up against? <laughs> well, you know, act with. It could act be a love with. interest, or it could be a uh, a partner in crime, or it could be anybody. Who's an actor that you think would be really fun? And if to you do don't say with? my name, it's okay. Yeah, you don't have to say his name. <laughs> uh, I have always admired Tom Hardy. For oh, wow, that, that's the second time we've gotten that. Yeah, who is he? Huh? Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. You. You won't recognize him. He's in the What's Wilson film Warrior, and he has a, a Netflix series out called Taboo right now. Yes. Yeah, he's really good. I'll, I'll show you. We had him on our show. No, are you kidding me? He's big. He's like Academy Award nominee. So like, what? We've big. had plenty of those on our show. I know, but not not. Yeah, but they've been like ones that aren't as current. He's like he's like the current? hottest actor right now. Oh. <laughs> he will well, be coming on our show. We just haven't gotten it yet. Hmm? Huh? Ron, he was in Mad Max Fury Road. Did you see it? Yes, he's yes. on Mad Max. 
Which one was he? The guy who was next to Charlize Theron the whole time. Oh, the whole Charlize time. Theron. That's he loves Charlize oh, Theron. The most gorgeous woman in the world. That's who I want on our show, too. Yeah, Charlize. I would love to have her. Okay, and what movie would you have liked to have been in? Uh, my favorite film, uh, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh uh, 1956, just cars and badass women. Go-go dancing. It was awesome. Go-go oh dancing. Oh, my God. That's, like, awesome. Yeah, I remember that period. I love it. No. We, we all had to wear mini skirts and, and, and do go-go dancing. It was so stupid. Big, <laughs> tall women that were men doing go-go dancing. We all looked like we were having a St. Vitus dance attack. So Mark Scantlin in the chat room, who's on Twitter, says he would love to wrestle you as long as you don't hurt him. And <laughs> No, no, no. You're not going to get yeah. any no cheap feels, Buster. And Oh, no, no, no. The dog, dog, the dog. Okay. And, uh, and then we have Tristan we have in Australia. Dog, yeah. Say hello to Tristan, first of all. Tristan's the coolest guy on the planet. Hey, Tristan. And, uh, uh, he wants to know how you got into becoming a vegan. Oh, thank you. Uh, I've been vegan for 23 years, and I got into it. I was young and on tour with Kenny Rogers, and I stopped. I was already a vegetarian at that point, but we, I was, had insomnia. We were on tour, uh, just me and the bus driver awake at the, like, 5 a.m. We stopped at a refueling station he goes in and i'm hungry i'm just going to waste the time and as soon as i stepped into the truck stop i was looking for food but all i saw was plastic neon packaging and that was when it happened i was like this is not food i want food and i was so angry it was rebellion i was i'm i'm here to break the system by eating real food <laughs> You know, the truckers eat it. steak. That's all they eat is steak and that other crap. What's that dried out shit that they pull? Oh, beef jerky. Beef jerky. Who would ever eat the skin of an animal that was <laughs> fermented for 30 years? I so mean, you don't, but, I don't eat like, meat. Do you have I'm to not take, a meat eater. Do you have Ugh. to take food with you pretty much like everywhere? Or like, do you, are there a lot of vegan? Again, we're in Pennsylvania. There's no vegan restaurants in Pennsylvania. Like I'm telling you, like it's like. No, there are. This is like no, plaid, plaid shirt, no, marry are. your brother kind of like no, shit. They are. <laughs> you know, Buck, Bucks County, which is Farmersville. But if you go to Center City, Philadelphia, there are lots of great restaurants. Very beautiful city, by the way. I like Philadelphia. I don't like the rest of it, but I like Philadelphia. Well, do you take food with you, or do you pretty much like know where to go, or you do you have a certain snack that you take all the time, or what do you like to do? Well, I've toured the nation in Stomp. I was in Panic at the Disco. I was out with Kenny Rogers. I've been out with so many um, theatrical shows or music artists, and that's hard because you don't have your own kitchen. So oh. you can't really store stuff and then have it for when you need it. But I would make sure I had some basics with me on tour. But really, just shifting my mind frame, you open up, you know, and you get to a place and it looks like you're not going to be able to eat a good meal. But you can. After you learn the system and the system is, is part of your daily life, it's not hard anymore, and living in L.A., easy as pie. Oh, please, everybody's a vegan. I cannot, no, I drove cross-country many millions of times on tour and whatever, and you know what I packed my lunch? Uh, romaine lettuce on white bread with mayonnaise. Ugh. 
Ugh, nothing. That was my salvation because Wait. what was available cross country in those days was garbage. Yeah. I mean, pork bellies or somebody's mother's arm. I don't know what it was. I mean, there was wait, wait. junk. Because okay. uh, we only have three minutes, and I got a couple things I got to get in. Okay, so for, uh, so first of all, t tell me what did you do? Like when you go on tour with Kenny Rogers and Panic at the Di I met Panic at the Disco at their show in Florida. I used to meet everybody when they were in Florida. Like, what did you? Because you don't sing. Do you sing? I don't know. Do you sing? Yeah, and she sings. I and asked her at the beginning. And I, sang, I thought she was joking. <laughs> no, she said, can I, actresses do not joke. <laughs> no, do you have anything out that we would hear you sing? No, I'm not a recording artist, but okay. I grew up doing musical theater. Okay. And I've sang with Kenny Rogers, and I've Big. sang, I actually fronted a band for a couple months. But there's no recordings, it's not like that. Like, my passion is definitely acting and dance. That's cool, um, how, would you, how would you find awesome. time to record? I love I mean, Kenny Rogers. So busy. Uh, you got to dedicate to that, right? Yes. Yeah, you no, have to absolutely. study. You have to sing every day. It's a. What do you think? You just get out there and sing like an opera singer? No, I no like way. All right, so then we want to give some shout-outs. First of all, say hi to Iris. Um, she's in Germany, and she promoted the hell out of the show. She's a super, super awesome chick, and uh, we love her to death. And so just say hi to Iris. You can't wave to her. You have to say hello. <laughs> Hi, Iris. <laughs> I've, been, I've noticed you on Twitter. Thank you so much. Yeah, she's the coolest. I mean, everybody everybody who tunes into the show and supports the show is fabulous, but she's just the best. We and, love Iris. And then we want to give a shout-out to Doug Shiloh and the cast and crew of Dead Exit Comics, since we're all going to be in it one of these days, and uh, the TV show. So we want to say hi to them. And uh, give a shout-out to Rich Graf, because like, we actually met him on the streets in New York a couple of weeks ago. Um, what do you think of Rich Graf? I don't know Rich Graff. Oh, you should. <laughs> He's absolutely the most gorgeous new actor that's going to be like the hot he, was, he played Lucky Luciano. Look, Lucky, Lucky Luciano. Lucky Luciano in this in the TV series, and. Uh, and he's the actual lead guy for like the dead exit thing. Yeah, and, uh, he's going but that's to how be. Yeah, you know, that's how I got kind of reacquainted with you. Was like all the. Oh well, wait a the minute! He's also exit. on a cover of a magazine, and we're going to the magazine opening party. Yes, next week. Next week for Rich, he's going to remember the name Rich Graff. He's going to be the next big superstar. Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter wrote him up as the one oh, to watch. Or whatever. And so nice, so so sweet, so gentle, so sincere, so. And handsome. Oh, my God. Is he gorgeous? Right, I'm trying so to fix my do. daughter up with him. Here's where we go. All right, everybody. So this is Tanya Kay. She's super fabulous. Not only is she incredibly gorgeous, but she's got so many talents you can't even, like, handle it all. You can check out what's yeah, going on. Yeah, she's a busy broad. TanyaKay.com. It's T-O-N-Y-A-K-A-Y.com. You can follow her on Twitter at Tanya Kay. Friday and Saturday, you want to go to the Pinup Poll Show to get more information uh, go to pinuppolshow.com. Friday night, the show is where? Friday night, Long Beach, The Federal. Saturday night, North Hollywood, The Federal. Where, where is there The Federal go. exactly? In Long Beach, it's on Pine Avenue in the center of everything. Pine in North Mark. Hollywood, it's on Lankershim in the center of the NoHo Arts District. Okay, I know both there. I wish I was going. Damn, we have to be stuck it's, in this okay. when we fucking there, Pennsylvania. <laughs> So Tanya, we want to thank I would you so much. I would really let me. I would really. My my listeners and fans know I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass or tell lies. I truly would have enjoyed your show immensely. I mean, to the max. We'll go when we're there. Because it's she all my it stuff. It's forties pinups and it's burlesque. It's everything I love so much. And anytime and you good have luck anything, with it. Break that, a leg. anytime you have anything you want to promote, just let me know. Tweet me or send yeah. me an email. We'll bring you back anytime. We really enjoyed it, and so did everybody in the chat room. And I'm sure everybody yeah. listening has loved it. And when you do a big bump, think of me. Boom. 
You got it. <laughs> hey, this and this is from Ron Russell. Boom. <laughs> you're you're terrific, honey. I love you a lot. We have to catch up in LA when we get there. Yes, yeah, we got to go out with you one night. We have to have fun. I'm serious. You'll be my thank guest of so honor. If you come to the show, you'll be my guest of honor. Thank you so oh, much. I'm always, I'm always come. <laughs> have a, we'll have a good, sh- have a good time with it, Tanya. Thank you so I much. I will see you Love in LA, you. Tanya. Bye. Bye, bye, honey. Hey, everybody. Thanks bye. for tuning in, everybody. Just to let you know, Woo! next week we are not going to be on the air. Chad's going away, so we're not going to have a live show, and we're going to be playing a repeat. I, I get a day off. We'll oh. be back. We'll be thank back in two weeks' time. And Chad, enjoy your day off, whatever you're doing. And everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you back on. What's the date we're coming back, Chad? That would be Wednesday the 24th. We'll be back on Wednesday, May 24th, everybody. Thank you so much, chat room. You guys rock. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. Bye, everybody. It was a good show. See you guys in two weeks. Two great guests. Enjoyed it. Love it. Can't you see? Sometimes.